Generally Speaking About the Church, podcast episode number 58. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of About the Church. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. And my name is D and G. Follows. Today we're here to generally speak about that thing we call faith and a man named Jesus Christ who is beyond just a man but was a fully man. <laughs> Wrap your brain around that one. Exactly. So welcome back, everybody. So glad you are here uh, with us. And I want to just say it's awesome to have a ton of new subscribers to this as a result of being nominated in the uh, education category of the podcast awards. Oh, really? Did yeah. you see a, 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 big, a spike in that? Big bump in the numbers, my nice. friends. And of course, uh, I, I'm not a huge fan of just focusing on numbers, but it was it was still at the very least very awesome to see that and so for those of you who are listening for either the first or second time we welcome you and we want you to understand that gspn.tv is more than just a bunch of podcasts it is literally a community and so uh, we want to just right up front just where no qualms about it we want to ask you to join the community and you can learn more about that at gspn.tv slash about but, and, uh, and I actually have podcasts that are not associated with GSPN too. Yeah, you should which, tell some folks about that. You do what is that? The Guys Podcast? Yeah, the Guys Podcast and then Praxis Podcast. But I don't you know I don't want to advertise that stuff, but Sure. You know, Dude, if we got more listeners there, we can, you know. Yeah. Can, plug away, man. It, where oh, is no. it? It's it's no big deal. Praxis the, it's praxispodcast.com, P R A X I S podcast.com and the and theguyspodcast.com that's what the it is the guys podcast not and, and, the guys podcast.com it yeah. takes you somewhere else <laughs> go to but the, the guys, guys podcast for the people who are listening to this uh the guys podcast is uh, <laughs> it's definitely a different subject matter than than this one or the praxis podcast <laughs> <laughs> but it it it's, and the praxis podcast is religious one we actually interview we actually interview like people who are doing funky church uh, for the Funky purpose, uh, for the purpose of you know just getting ideas st- stirring and challenging and stuff like that. It's like disco worship on Sundays. Everything really awesome. <laughs> yeah, and the guys podcast is just three guys that are talking about sci-fi Dude, movies, video games. Could you like imagine what contemporary worship music would have been like if they would have came out with quote unquote contemporary worship in the seventies? Yeah, it'd been a lot of disco stuff. Dude, that, that cool. would be so cool. <laughs> that would be pretty cool. That would be, I mean, some, there would have been some really cool gospel music come out of that. Oh uh, yeah. And the Pentecostals would have just, you know, they would have been doing like John Travolta stuff. <laughs> yes. With the finger going, you know, hip top. That is amazing. So anyway, uh, we have really a very light load today, uh, compared to previous episodes. We, we kind of go, you know, a little bit on the more general. But don't forget, I was wanting to do the bones of Jesus today. Oh, okay. Bones of Jesus. Very cool. I want to hear about but this. But we, bones. we, you know, we'll get, we'll, I want to make sure we cover everybody that we had voicemails. Oh, no, well, the, we have Rick from Wisconsin <laughs> left, left us a voicemail here. Uh, we have, um, we have a little quote from Dr. Laura Schlesinger that, that Richard from England sent in to us. He is kind of a, a humorous little antidote, but yet get you thinking about how yeah. maybe some people view the Christian faith. 
Oh yeah, definitely. And so uh, that'll be interesting. We'll talk about the bones of Jesus, and and we might talk about uh, DG's tug of war <laughs> that he experienced last week, but hopefully not. <laughs> yeah, we hope we not. might just run out of time for that one. <laughs> we have someone in our chat room, Ryan, that says, "Staying alive for Jesus." You know, in your ear there? Sorry. That, yeah. <laughs> Good thing we got a compressor and limiter on this thing. Wow. <laughs> That's awesome. Anyway, I thought I was bad. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I'm definitely the worst at it. Hey, I can match pitch, man. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> oh, you can't? I thought you could at least Dude, match pitch. Dude, I, I have a music podcast that I do, and I, I literally titled it Musically Challenged because that's exactly what I am. Oh, wow. Yeah, there, there's not an ounce of music in this body. <laughs> no way. It's not hidden. It's not it, like underneath your pinky nail that you, if you ever ripped it off, you'd there, be like, there, one one day long ago, some guy's translating the Bible and it says, make a beautiful song unto the Lord. And, and God just, you know, how we talked about how God inspired the word and, and he wanted to make sure that he, he made it to where it spoke to us the way that he wants it to speak to us, obviously. Yeah. You know, and, and, and he's like, listen, dude, there's this guy Cliff coming along. <laughs> Joyful noise. Joyful noise. <laughs> Don't worry about it. The spirit's going to translate it. <laughs> It'll come out the other end really, really nice. Exactly. Talk about a limiter. <laughs> no doubt. God has this Ex- limiter called the Holy Spirit. He, he's got this big round, rack mount of audio gear <laughs> like you've never seen before. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh my oh. goodness. We, we've got we've got some people in our church. One of the guys, he's he's not mentally. Um, he's not just not mentally all there. Right. He's a really sweet guy. I think he has Osbergers, but. He's 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 the kind of guy that he does not understand jokes. He mm-hmm. doesn't understand sarcasm. So if you're like, "Hey man, has the cat got your tongue?" He would literally think that you're asking him, "Does a cat have his tongue?" So it makes really awkward discussions. <laughs> he's a sweet guy, but man, when he worships, he worships. Yeah, and when he sings, he he does something. <laughs> but he's doing it for Jesus, and he's always next to the pastors because we can, you know, we don't care. Yeah. And it's 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 so sweet. It's so awesome. But he, I tell you what, I, if there's anything up in heaven, I bet you that's the sweetest sound. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, seriously, definitely. seriously. So uh, that is awesome. Um, so yeah, we're just here hanging out today. We do have a couple things. Let's go ahead and start off. Happy with, Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. A early man. happy Thanksgiving there. No doubt. Yeah. I might even get this thing out before Thanksgiving, which is totally cool. Oh, that would be awesome. Oh, I want to mention uh, real quickly while we're here. Before, wait, wait. Do you smell that? Uh, no. It's it's turkey and dressing. Oh, okay. Two days away, but I smell it. I, I thought, think they're calling our names. I Do you hear was, that? What's that noise? I thought you were smelling the moths being fried <laughs> up in the the light fixture above. Where I just throw in the two one hundred watt bulbs. No, that's <laughs> you should make a little turkey noise. You know. Come on, come on. I think you just did. There's, well, there's, I mean, like recorded, you know, you can be able to press it over and over again. Yeah, let's do that sometime. You turkey. All right. <laughs> Sorry. All right. We digress. No. As always. We never week. do that here. <laughs> never. All right. So um, I just wanted to say next week, episode, this is 58. 58 so it'll be episode 59, 59 is already recorded. It's even uploaded to the internet, and it's just ready to be released next week. On oh, this- is that, did you? You so said you did it with you. <laughs> you recorded the podcast. Watch what other- you're saying there, man. I saw where you were going with that one. <laughs> That's Anyways. the guys' podcast, not yeah. the about the church podcast. 
which I have nothing to do with, by the way. Oh, that's hilarious. Anyway, that's hilarious. Yes, I recorded an episode of About the Church with my former pastor from many years ago, uh, and it was it was really cool. And the title of the, epi- uh, of the podcast is God Makes Sense. Okay, cool. And cool. and he basically approached the. The th- I mean, and, and just so Which people might may be the, the future book, the title of his future book. That's Maybe. Right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So the thing is, is that, uh, and I think it's his blog too. I think he's got God makes sense.com. Oh, okay. So, uh, but anyway, the thing is, is that I just want to tell people right up front, it's going to have a whole different feel. It's the same show. It's about the church, but it's going to have a whole different feel of, of the chemistry, be- you know, between DG and I oh, sure. and, and then him. So it, it's going to be different. It'll be unique and, and set apart from what we typically do. But at the same time, it was, it was good content and I'm very eager to hear you guys, uh, give us your reaction to it next week. And, uh, it, it's really cool. It's, it's, it's taking, you know, does God, does it, is there any way to logically come to the conclusion that God is the God that we serve and that the Bible is something that God intended for us to have? And, and it's really, really, uh, a neat way to think about it. And he said a couple of things that just, uh, really perked up, you know, the way that I, I think about it. And, uh, for those of you out there, I just want to in- encourage you definitely to check out the episode because he said something that really set my mind at ease about, um, there, there were times when, you know, I felt like, you know, here I am asking people to approach the Bible with an open mind. If, the, if they're sure. seeking to find out, please consider having an open mind. And there have been times when people said, you know, well, gosh, Cliff, why don't you return the favor to the other texts and stuff like that? And and it came down to uh, something he said, and, and I'll just briefly, like, totally get it all out of context and mess it up. And, and you, you, can, you, just... it, you can find it out last <laughs> next week. But, um, you know, someone said last week. Yeah. But anyway, uh, <laughs> something about the fact that um, the authority of Scripture is something that's uh, derived or is something that that you give it personally okay and and that you know once you place one once you accept that authority then that is the authority for you and and therefore you know if you've if you've wrestled with it and you've come to the conclusion this is what you give authority to then then you no longer need to investigate everything else if there's nothing that keeps you from questioning that authority i guess i see it's no, no, that, but that's, you know, I actually wanted to talk about that because I'm actually reading a book right now Good. by Phyllis Tickle called The Great Emergence. And her thesis is basically um, every 500 years, there is a wrestle in the church of authority. Okay. And the last 500 years, it the the, the authority issue was comes down to sola scriptura uh, with Martin Luther uh, and his thesis, you know, uh, nailed to the wall, nailed, nailed to the door of the church. What she's saying, though, is in the world we live in today, that authority is being challenged, and that authority is going to be shifted and changed and different. And that's what she says, is, say is, <laughs> that's what she's saying is um, is part of the cause and part of the reason for the emergent, emerging stuff that's going on is no longer is the sola scriptura just uh, I'm going to just accept at face value kinds of stuff. And so they're, everyone's dealing with this issue of authority again. And uh, and then if you go back before that and go back for every 500 years going back in history, it was the issue of authority going all the way up, uh, even to Christ, because Christ changed authority from the Jewish understanding of what authority was 
uh, to himself and, and things like that. So really cool book. Um, but she, and I think rightly so, honestly, with a lot of people in my generation, they're challenging the authority of scripture and they're saying, well, where, where is this authority really coming from? And if, if this guy, if what he just said, if what, if what you just said was correct, if I'm the one who decides that I'm going to allow this to have authority, then when you throw postmodernism in there, when they're saying, I don't know if anything has authority. And so we're all having to just have this great upheaval again about where, where authority comes from and what is authority. Right. It's a really cool, challenging book for those of you who want to, to see. And she does a really cool kind of a pattern thing of every 500 years and talks about each one of those and then where we're at now and why we're seeing, um, you know, people that used to, you know, claim to be Pentecostals would never really, uh, interact with, you know, say Roman Catholic, super high church, praying the hours that we're finding, you know, these people that are crossing all these borders and all these lines yeah. because of, of that desire of saying, well, where is authority? Where is authority found? And things like that. And I don't know if she ever, I haven't read the full book yet. I'm actually going to the conference in Memphis the first week of December, uh, the fourth through, I think the seventh in Memphis, Tennessee, me and a whole bunch of other people are going to be going um, to that conference to listen to her speak and to, you know, to wrap our minds around what in the world she's trying to talk about and stuff like that. But, but that's a huge, huge issue right now. Mm-hmm. Um, especially with postmodern Christians or postmoderns. The, the, it, it's the number one question that we get here is, you know, who, you know, what is the authority of scripture? But not only that, but who is Jesus to say he's the, you know, the only way? What about the authority of the church? You know, does the, right, exactly. And, and, well, and that's what Martin Luther was dealing with. You know, the authority at that point in time was found in the Pope and, you know, and, and in the church. And he says, wait a second. No, the authority needs to come from scripture. And, and, and so, so all these things are kind of, and she basically, they call it, uh, I forgot who the person was that called it a, this, a, 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 this huge garage sale. And, and the cool thing about a garage sale is, yeah, you're trying to get away with, you're trying to throw away some stuff and get rid of some stuff that's just not valid and not useful anymore. But you're also looking through all this old, all this old stuff that you never even knew that you had this cool, rich, you know, heritage and beautiful things from the past that you can actually bring into understanding of where that stuff is. So it's, it's cool stuff. It really is a really cool and, and challenging book. So very cool. And, and of course, like I said, uh, next week we'll re- release that. I think I have it scheduled to release it on December 2nd. So cool. uh, look for that out there. And um, I wish I could have been here. I wish I could have. Yeah. I, I would love to have him come in and join us for like a, a three way panel discussion sometime. But he, he definitely, after we were finished recording, he's like, I could see how one could get used to doing something like this. Oh. So, so <laughs> He's tasted the bug of podcasts. Yeah, yeah. So, so who knows? It's who contagious. knows. But anyway, um, yeah. So we'll, that's that'll be next week. Let's go ahead and go to this email that uh, Richard from England sent over to us, and he said, uh, "This is from Laura. This is a quote from something oh, yeah. from the Doctor Laura Schlesinger show. Something that she shared and posted online. No, 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 no. It, it was an open letter to Doctor Laura. Right." Panned by an East Coast resident, which was posted on the internet. Oh, okay. So, so she never. I, okay, I, I. I don't think she ever. She never. She never replied to it, or you know, she didn't give it any. Oh, okay. Any merit whatsoever. This is just something that was found on the internet. Gotcha. So, how are we going to do but this? It's good. I mean, it's, it's funny. It, yeah, it's 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 definitely going to uh, go right along the lines of what our modern day culture sure. uh, says or asks some of the questions that they have. So how are we going to do this? We're going to take turns going back and forth. Sure, let's. 
All right. I don't care. All right. So I'll, I'll, read, I'll read the first page. You read the second. All right. That's about halfway. Yeah. All right. So, dear Dr. Laura. Oh, you want to let them know who Dr. Laura is? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, Dr. Laura Schlesinger is a radio personality who dispenses advice to people who call to her radio show. Recently, she said that uh, uh, to an observant Orthodox Jew, homosexuality is an abomination according to, according to Leviticus 18.22 and cannot be condoned under any circumstance. Um, and by the way, she's not a doctor. Right. <laughs> Which cracks me up. But anyway, um, and there have been many jokes on uh, Fraser <laughs> talking about that. But anyway. Um, all right. So, dear Dr. Laura, thank you for doing so much to educate people regarding God's law. I have learned a great deal from your show and try to share that, that knowledge with as many people as I possibly can. When someone tries to defend the homosexual lifestyle, for example, I simply remind them that Leviticus 18.22 clearly states it to be an abomination. End of debate, period. I do need some advice from you, however, regarding some of the other specific laws and how to follow them. When I burn a bull on the altar as a sacrifice, I know it creates a pleasing odor to the Lord. Leviticus one nine. The problem is my neighbors. They claim the odor is not pleasing to them. Should I smite them? <laughs> I would like to sell my daughter into slavery, as sanctioned in Exodus twenty one seven. In this day and age, what do you think would be a fair price for her? I know that I'm follow. I'm allowed to no contact with a woman while she is during her period of menstrual uncleanliness. Leviticus fifteen and nineteen through twenty four. I mean, yeah, through twenty four. The problem is, how do I tell? I've tried asking, but most women take offense. Leviticus twenty five forty four states that I may indeed possess slaves, both male and female, provided they are purchased from neighboring nations. A friend of mine claims that this applies to Mexicans, but not Canadians. Can you clarify, why can't I own Canadians? No doubt. I have a neighbor who insists on working on the Sabbath. Exodus 35, 2 clearly states he should be put to death. Am I morally obligated to kill him myself? A friend of mine feels that even though eating shellfish is an abomination, Leviticus 11.10, it is a lesser abomination than homosexuality. I don't agree. Can you settle this? Leviticus 21.20 states that I may not approach the altar of God if I have a deficient, if I have a defect in my sight. I have to admit that I wear reading glasses. Does my vision have to be 20-20 or is there some wiggle room here? All right. Most of my male friends get their hair trimmed, including the hair around their temples, even though it is expressly forbidden by Leviticus 19.27. How shall they die? <laughs> I know from Leviticus 11 verses 6 through 8 that touching the skin of a dead pig makes me unclean. But may I still play football if I wear gloves? My uncle has a farm. He violates Leviticus 19.19 by planting two different crops in the same field, as does his wife by wearing garments made of two different kinds of thread, both cotton and polyester blend. He also tends uh, to curse and blaspheme a lot. It's, it is really necessary. Let's see. Is it really necessary that we go to all the trouble of getting the whole town together to stone them as sanctioned in Leviticus 24 verses 10 through 16? Couldn't we just burn them to death at a private family affair like we do with people who <laughs> sleep with their in-laws, such as mentioned in Leviticus 20 verse 14? I know you have studied these things extensively, so I'm confident that you can help. Thank you again for reminding us that God's word is eternal and unchanging. <laughs> wow. That's pretty funny. So, so obviously, you know, it, th this, this, this is the type of response that one can 
expect, really, in the event that you'd simply pull out a scripture reference and say, here is the end-all, be-all answer. You know, I don't want to hear any further argument. This is what the scripture says. Boom. There right. you go. Right. And, and and I think it's uh you know but the the you know Christians do this all the time when when they want to proof text something and they find the one verse and they read it and don't read it in context don't read it in the understanding of the entire Bible um, there are there are a few things that uh, actually a lot of things that Christ actually clarified what was going on or gave it re- a different understanding a new understanding as opposed to what was going on in the Old Testament and so you know it's it's that's that has to be done if you do that. Right. And, and, you know, this is a prime example of, of, of what we were just talking about. You know, where is the authority? Do we give scripture authority? Is it only scripture? Or is there some other ways of being able to find out, uh, if it, if it should have authority or not? So. Gotcha. Great, great questions that are so, being asked in the church right now. Anyway, I, you know, definitely, and, and I, you know, I just want to say that that is, that is the way that some people approach, you know, they're, they're sharing with people. In fact, I know that, that the I've listened to the Dr. Laura Schlesinger show and and I've heard her say some things like there while I believe in some of the things that you believe I don't necessarily agree with your your evidence that you back it up with sure uh, I don't think that it's I don't think it's at all conclusive um I think that you do it with a lack of gentleness and a lack of respect at times and and these are the things that I think that are are doing the most to damage what it is that people who are trying to share the good news of Christianity and the and 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 salvation through Christ and and um you know we we sometimes get in our own way with our message sure and how we share our message and and it I I mean it all boils down to you know what is the what is the greatest commandment what must I do to gain entrance into heaven. It says, listen, love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, and body, and love your neighbor as yourself. And and th- we just have a hard time understanding how to love people who are different than us, how to love people who don't agree with us, and and that's a real issue. Sure. And And if we could just have a podcast episode that talks about how to love people. Right. Yeah. You know, we and we can even say, you know, hey, today we're going to talk about t- how to love people. <laughs> we think. Wow. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Different kind of love. Yeah. <laughs> Not the Eros love. The Well, you know, why, why can't why can't uh, <laughs> why can't agape love have that music with it? You know, it's like completely selfless. <laughs> you know, <laughs> hey, can I get you a free Diet Coke? It's on me, baby. Go ahead, fill out the tank. I'm going to go ahead and pay it for you, baby. (laughs) Just lay down right there. I'll feed you grapes. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) Let's talk about these bones of Jesus, man. What's up with the bones? We have voicemail, don't we? Yeah, do you want to go to the voicemail next? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll say the bones of Jesus for last. All right. It's going to take too long. All right. So here we go. This is uh, from (laughs) Rick in Wisconsin. Hi, this is Rick from Wisconsin calling for the About the Church podcast, and um, I wanted to address the issue of the whether or not Scripture is infallible, whether or not Scripture is uh, totally trustworthy, and 
I kind of wanted to bring a, an idea that was presented by a missionary at our church a short time ago that when he was in college and studying uh, the Greek and the uh, Hebrew languages and looking at uh, how certain passages were translated, it really actually uh, kind of created a crisis of faith for him because he saw a great shortcoming in the way some passages were translated into English, and he questioned whether he could trust any Bible that he was reading, you know, to be as accurate as uh, you would want it to be if you could read the, the most accurate older transcripts that you could find uh, that still exist. And um, he relayed the idea of uh, communication and the problem with it in that uh, you can form a thought in your mind uh, but in order to get that thought across to someone else, you have to put it into words. Sometimes they, even the words you choose don't entirely reflect what your thought is. Uh, but then not only do you choose to say those words or write those words, then the other person receives those words by hearing them or reading them, and then their brain interprets those words through their own filters and their own thinking. And... Uh, after that process is completed, what the other person is thinking isn't necessarily exactly what the first person thought and wanted to communicate. And so when we look at the word, sometimes we're not sure if the idea that we're getting is exactly what it's supposed to be. Um, this is one of the reasons that I like to compare translations and read whole passages rather than uh, accepting one verse from one translation as a idea of uh, supporting a, a particular concept or something that someone wants to teach, uh, because I think uh, different translations are all being translated by people who intend to be accurate and are doing their best to uh, properly translate those words. And if you read and compare the same passage in two or three or four, um, even though the wording may be different, the thought remains the same. The thought, the, the idea that's being expressed there is the same, even if the specific words are not. Um, I've yet to recall any passages that I read and compared between different translations where I thought one was telling me something entirely different from the others. I think they all parallel pretty well. And um, so that is where you get some confidence in that the idea is being expressed as correct and accurate. Um, and it's it has to be a matter of faith. Um, if you believe the word's infallible, you can't really prove that it's infallible, but the book itself does claim that. And if the book claims that and you think there's fallacy in it, then I don't know how you would trust anything that's in the book. So I think you have to either trust it all or not believe it at all, in my opinion. Thanks. Well, Rick, absolutely Thanks, Rick. a lot, a lot of good thoughts there, and um, I, he he pretty much touched on it. He, he, yeah. he I, I, and that's the one thing that uh, Keith, when he recorded episode fifty nine with me, was to say, "Listen, we're not going to sit here and prove today that the Bible is infallible and that it's God's word and and stuff sure. like that. It's it, we're going to talk about how it, it can be, you know, how it can be accepted as an authority." And so, uh, very, very good stuff. And, uh, I, I think people will really in, be interested in hearing how that came out. Yeah. And of course, you know, it, 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 there's a lot of, there's a, 
it's just like a really good relationship, okay? And I think this is the reason why Christ said, if you got a problem with somebody, then go to them. He didn't say send a letter. He didn't say write an email. He didn't even say pick up the phone and call them. He said go to them. And I think the reason is, is because when I'm face-to-face with somebody, that is going to be the most effective way of being able to communicate. Because immediately they can be able to not take my words wrong and give me the benefit of the doubt and say, wait, wait, what do you mean by that? Right. And But in a letter or an email, man, you can't get that. And and I mean, you can to a certain extent with a wink or a smile, you know, emoticon or something like that. But it's still nowhere near as effective as, as here. And so I think that's I think that people have to be able to start reading the Bible as a relationship asking it questions and 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 reading it as a as a as a conversation as a discussion. Right. And and I think that's a really important aspect. I think people need to start having, you know, basically treating it like it's a relationship. Right. Um back and forth. And that will help immensely with anyone who who wants to, you know, reading it or whatever else. But I think there's a reason that that that's that's part of the challenge. That's part of what people are saying is I'm not sure exactly what these words were meant to be saying. And how can I be able to say it's infallible when I'm not even sure I understand what it's saying? Right. And and so it's and and so that's a really huge generalization that he made at the very end. And hey, you know, that's you know, it's working for you, but there's a lot of people that would completely disagree with what with that last statement of, well, it says that it's infallible, so therefore it either is or is not. Mm-hmm. And and I I disagree. I think there's a lot more gray area than the black and white that you want that that, that he's making it at that point in time. Um, but I think that that is a part of the relationship. Uh, you know, well, I don't think that you know a relationship is completely black and white. There is a lot of gray areas that need to be dealt with in relationship. Um, you know, in any relationship. And I think that the same thing's true with with the Bible as well. Yeah, I, I I I don't know if I I disagree with him on the whole. You know, if if one if you give you know if it if you agree that it's infallible, then it's it's infallible. I mean, I I think I agree with that. However, I'm now my understanding of it is not infallible, and right. and the actual direct translation maybe in it may not be infallible. But right. but but and, that, and that's but a, that, this is a perfect worth, example. This is a perfect example because you are having to define out what you mean by infallible. That's well, what, well, actually, what I'm talking about is is maybe not infallible, but I, yeah, I guess that's what I'm doing. Yeah. But but for me, it, it's not necessarily are the words infallible? Is the page infallible? Is the book infallible? But is God's word spoken through His means? To me, infallible, and that I will say is completely infallible. And 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 I and of course, when when we hear episode fifty nine, you'll hear that that I I have come to the conclusion that I have placed uh, a level of confidence in the authority of Scripture in my life. It's n- I've never had any reason not to accept it as an authority in my life in all areas, even even in the Book of Genesis, where I say I believe in a young Earth, probably approximately ten to twelve thousand years old. And I believe that dinosaurs probably walked the earth at the same time as human beings. And, and, and I believe in seven day creation and stuff like that. Even though I believe those things in the event that I'm wrong and that it is necessarily a story that kind of just tells of how, you know, of, of the general creation of the account that it was created by God and that it's more of a, an illustration of, of things. I still accept that. But the fact is, 
what what Genesis what Genesis communicates to me is that God is the creator that he saw what he was, had made was good and i believe it is the infallible truth that the reason why we have what we have today such as sin is the result of the the breaking of of what god wanted for our lives and what and it was free will and so so regardless of if it was a literal or whatever i still believe in the infallibility of the creation story as told through the scripture because i've placed my author- i've placed my confidence in that authority right and that's and that's what i'm saying is when you say the infallibility of the creation story I can agree with you, but disagree with it's not explaining how it happened. It was never meant to explain how it happened. And but but some people think when they say infallibility, they are meaning that it is explaining how. Yeah. And, that- and, and 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 so how and so from a person looking outside when they're hearing both of us that are both claiming to be Christ followers, one of us is saying, yeah, it's infallible, but it's not explaining how. And the other one is saying, it's infallible, and it is explaining how. Then how do they no, be no, able no, to no, look no, at those no, things? Okay, I, I, because we're saying two different things. I'm saying the word of God is infallible, not my understanding of the word of God is infallible. See, my understanding of Genesis is different than yours. I think Genesis, the the story in Genesis is infallible. Okay. My, you're, you and I just uh, understand the story differently. Okay. All right. That is in fa- that is not infallible. Does that make sense? It makes sense. I just wanted us to be able to explain it to someone. Sure. On the outside. Does, does that make, is that a good explanation? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, it would be, be great to have someone on the outside be able to say sure. yes or no. <laughs> right. But, uh, but yeah, I, I believe that the, I believe that the story in Genesis, you and I would both agree. Let me ask you this. Would you and I both agree that we believe without any doubt that, that, that the Genesis story was from God inspired by, or inspired by God to be written by man for us to read? Yes, definitely. So that, so we believe in the, well, you know, I don't know if it was meant for us to read. (laughs) Oh, come on. I, I honestly believe be that told, it was to yeah, be told to us. Yes, to be Whatever. communicated. Yes, to be communicated. <laughs> I love giving you through sixty six books, right? <laughs> no, come on. <laughs> but you know, all it, but it wasn't written kidding. down at first. No, it was oral tradition. I, mean, I that's, know. You know, so that's I what know. I'm trying to get at. But but, but God, it was meant to be expressed, to be able to explain. In 2008, in Hebrew, Kentucky, with you and I, <laughs> was he? Would do you think he really believed that you and I were going to memorize the Torah? Why do you think it was memorized? <laughs> Come on now. All right. So anyway, um, in the chat room, somebody says, hey, is that one going to be released through a podcast? And it was one of the anonymous uh, people in the chat room that came in over from Ustream. Uh-huh. And uh, you can go to ATC podcast about the church podcast, atcpodcast.com. Oh, cool. You bought that one. Yeah. Nice. Okay. So uh, you can go to atcpodcast.com and subscribe. Episode 59 that we're referencing a lot. Has not yet been released. Right, it's next week. We're recording episode fifty-eight now. DG and I are both taking the week off next week uh, from the doing the live show, and so we've already got from this grueling, grueling schedule that I'll we have you, about the church podcast. So uh, basically, the the podcast we keep referencing is not yet released. It will be out there next week. But uh, yes, all right. So that is Rick's voicemail. Awesome. Thanks now, so much, Rick. You're, it's Yes. Tremendous that you sent it in. And, and, and he sends in lots. Him he does, yeah. and, and I just want to tell people, you know, it, it, area code 859 795 
4067. I just want to tell you, call in, leave us some feedback, ask some questions, yeah. give us some comments. We want to hear from you guys. Again, everything we do here at gspn.tv is all about the community. Exactly. And, and, and if you, if you're shy and I, and I recognize that many people are shy, they don't want to leave a voicemail. They get all nervous and stuff. That, if that, if that's you, then send us a, send us an email. Right. Yeah. Definitely. Feedback at gspn.tv is totally awesome. And, uh, before we go on to the bones of Jesus, cause I'm really interested in hearing about these bones, uh, we have a little bit of a promo message. Oh, we did? For the Plus membership from Tess in the UK. Oh, this is the... Now, now <laughs> she, I didn't hear this yet. You haven't heard it yet. Yeah. Now, she did this in the vein of actually being able to play this in our Lost podcast. Oh. But um, it's good stuff. So here is her reasoning on why everybody should become a Plus member. Hi, this is Tess from London, England, and I am a gspn.tv Plus member. Now, when people hear I'm a Plus member, they often say to me, Tess, my dear... Don't you realise that this plus membership thing is all a big scam? Here you are sending your hard-earned English pounds over the internet to some dashed colonial fella you've never met. He probably still owes King George III a couple hundred years of back taxes. And all you get for it is uncountable hours of top-quality podcasting entertainment and the joy of knowing you're helping at least one poor soul escape a soul-sucking job in insurance. What's up with that? And then there's this pause, and they go, Oh... And I see the light of realisation in their eyes. And the next thing you know, they're annoying you by writing on the gspn.tv forum that John Locke sucks. And how if you play Danielle Rousseau's message backwards at half speed, it actually says, join the community. So you have to be careful how you spend your cash. Instead of wasting 10 bucks a month to support Cliff and Stephanie live lives of open authenticity, you could buy like three lattes and maybe a muffin. So you know what to do, right? Right gspn.tv plus membership sign up today or we'll nag you again tomorrow <laughs> is that awesome that was tremendously awesome that is our new campaign slogan <laughs> sign up today or we'll <laughs> nag you again tomorrow <laughs> oh it's awesome that is I, w- I, I want to start an official campaign moving forward anybody who will do a a, uh, a, a write up a script and record it and send it in do you can do fake Viagra commercials? Anything you want to do, send it in for the about the church podcast. For, fake Viagra, yes, <laughs> or any of the podcasts. Make it general so we can play them and all. It doesn't matter. Whatever you want to do, have fun with it. And uh, G, the, what's what's the tagline? Uh, GSPN TV slash plus. Join today, or we'll nag you tomorrow. <laughs> I love it. You should make T-shirts for people that you know have a contest and make T-shirts. And that would out. be awesome. That would be awesome. So anyway, <laughs> Tess, thank you so much. And I just want to say I'm excited. We have 185 uh, plus members now, and we have this goal of having 200 by the end of this month, cool. which is by Sunday. So five more just, people. I think that's doable. Doable. And then we have this totally ridiculous uh, seemingly impossible goal of still having 500 oh, plus yeah. members by the end of this year. And, uh, that'd be 10 new members a day, every day for 30 <laughs> days or 31 days. 31 well, days, well yeah. 30 days. Cause if we had it for 30 days, 31 days, we'd be 310. Right. Yeah, that's true. But anyway, nothing's impossible. You know, it, the thing is, is I'm not adjusting the goal. 
because you know who knows but uh we can adjust it january 1 you know exactly don't adjust it now we're not adjusting it now we'll adjust it january 1st so uh anybody else that's out there if you're if you're on the fence uh, you know what i'm learning uh we've been adding approximately two new plus members each day and um i've been talking with those people and you know a lot of them have told me you know cliff i've been meaning to do this for weeks now and I, and every time i go to do it i get distracted or i think as soon as i get back to the office i'm going to do it and i just i forget yeah and yeah. so uh if you're in front of a computer right now and you've been thinking about it gspn.tv slash plus slash plus and you know what while you're at it just put in 859 pull your cell phone out put in 859-795-4067 Make us one of your contacts in your cell phone. Yes. That way, if you ever come up with something while you're driving on the road or read something in scripture or something like that, you got us in your number. Just make a phone call, ask the question or the statement or the rhetorical question, whatever. Whatever. Give us something to talk about. Give us something. Please. Or Or we will nag you tomorrow. Or we'll (laughs) nag you tomorrow. I love that. That was good. Okay. So tell us about these bones. Okay. Okay. All right. Well. Uh, there's a, there was a professor that I had, uh, named Jerry Walls and, uh, probably some people in the chat room actually had him as well. But, um, Jerry and Jerry's the kind of guy, he was a younger, uh, professor, not super young, but he was younger or maybe he just thought he was younger. I don't know, <laughs> but he's the kind of guy that's like the first day of class. He asks you, uh, who do you think is going to win the NCAA basketball tournament? And he has like all the teams that he really likes and really big, bold letters and the teams he doesn't like and really small. And every lecture had to, he had to fit some kind of sports reference into the philosophy of Christian religion class that I took with him. I mean, it was, it was that way. And everyone just kind of talked about that class because it's just, it's just Jerry. Okay. So in, in that one question, yeah, uh, <laughs> Ken in the, in the chat room said, and this is what my wife's response was. And of course, my wife went to seminary just, just right alongside me. Or actually, I went right alongside her because she started before I did. But, uh, but you know, he was asking, you know, who do you think is going to win the NCAA basketball? This is a college basketball. When it got to my wife, she said the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> not only do you have, not only do you have the entire wrong collegiate as opposed to pro, she got the wrong sport uh, in the midst of that. But anyway, uh, yeah, that's my wife. Um, <laughs> That's all right. But, you know but, what? It, it, I had to process it. I was actually looking at that in the chat room. It's like, why would that be funny? Is she really a Dallas Cowboys? Oh, wait a second. NCAA basketball, Cowboys, yeah. football. Got it. <laughs> the connections were, <laughs> I was, I was, were happening. The thing is, is I'm not a sports person either. So, Tiffany, don't feel bad. <laughs> she probably won't ever listen to this. I know. I wish she would. But anyway, okay. So, um, actually, she has it downloaded to her iPhone. I made sure that it was that it was happening. So, so it's there. It's there. Whether In the event. To it or not, exactly. In the event. But, okay, so so that's the kind of guy he is. He's just really boisterous, really loud, loves to you know walk the whole you know auditorium stage area. So, anyway. So this is what happens when you get to the class that one day, and everyone had gone through this, and no one really wants to spoil it for anybody, so no one says anything. So he basically gets there, and he says, okay, if you woke up this uh, yes, or this morning, you woke up this morning, and there's Matt Lauer and, and uh, Al Roker and you know the, the Today Show crew, and they all said, it's been, it's, it's, uh, they just... We, we we believe that they found the bones of Jesus. Uh, they were digging in the in you know wherever, and they found these bones, these bones of Jesus. So, and then he said he turns to the entire class and he said, "Okay, who here? Just raise your hand if you would denounce Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior 
uh, and not become and not be a Christian any longer. Of course, I know Chrissy's talking to a room full of people who are wanting to, are desiring to be clergy and pastors. So everyone in the room is Christian. So who here would denounce Jesus if they heard from Matt Lauer and Al Roker that they found the bones of Jesus? And of course, you know, no one's like, no one's raising their hands anywhere. But I'll ask you, do you would you denounce no. Jesus Christ? Just if, because if I heard it on TV? Exactly. Well, I think I have actually, not okay. from those two, but, okay. but I've, 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 I've heard reports of all kinds of stuff, but. Okay. Well, but no, I would maybe not. Maybe James, the brother, the, the so-called brother of Jesus, you might be mm-hmm. thinking of the, the Oshawary bones. But anyway, okay. All right. So. So the day goes on, you, you know, you're, you're sitting there and, and you're eating lunch this time. And, uh, they, they're, they're showing, uh, a TV is still going. And of course it's, you know, it's getting, it's picking up a lot of, of credit and, and, uh, Twitter. It's all over Twitter. All over now. Twitter. Because Everyone's Twitter is no longer Twitter. banned. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 uh, they're sitting there and they're, they're there at the place with the camera, the HD camera. You're looking at these bones. They're in the location. They're saying that that's there. You're seeing scientists all around, and they're all saying, "Yes, this really are these really are the bones of Jesus." Would you, Cliff, denounce your faith in Jesus Christ as as a Christian? No. Okay. All right, and this can be true of everybody in the chat room too. If you guys want to follow along, we'll make this an interactive. Yes, the interactive. Church. Please answer yes, yes or, no. or no. Exactly. All right. So um, then, then the day goes on, and and you see another newscast, and this time. It's filled with a bunch of really super liberal theologians, and um, and and actually this one it's it's probably filled with well liberal theologians, but also just a lot of people that have never really never really thought that this whole Christian thing was they just thought it was stupid and bunk anyway, and they're cheering each other saying finally it's done with we don't have to worry about stupid Christians believing in Jesus anymore, um, it's over it's over it's over they're drinking champagne. Uh, but, but they, they, that you see in, in a lot of really intelligent people, they're saying that these truly are the bones of Jesus. Do you denounce your faith in Jesus Christ and no longer become Christian? Yes or no? I would not. You would not. And no one's <laughs> following along in the chat room, which is fine. They're all reading a newspaper somewhere. Yes. So, all right. So, uh, later on that day, you get there and, and then now you're seeing, uh, Billy Graham. And you're seeing uh, and you're seeing a whole bunch of people that you know that are really they're 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 good hearted. They're 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 you don't think that they're a fake Christian in any any stretch of the imagination. They really are Christ followers. They're there and they're they're crying and um, they're just at their wits end. And they're all being they're all saying, yes, these these truly are the bones of Jesus. Do you. uh, it's, yeah, we froze. That's why. Ah, that's why. Uh, and uh, do you denounce your faith in Jesus Christ, Cliff? I do not. Okay. Then finally, that that you see, uh, your church basically sp- sends a whole bunch of of uh, of money to send your pastor, um, the one that everyone really respects, maybe a two or three really hardcore leaders uh, of your church that everyone loves and respects. Send them over there to do an investigation. And um, no, it wasn't just yours. Yeah, we. There we go. Hold on one second. Let me just tell them to refresh. There we go. Okay, so. All right, go ahead. All right, so. Um, and uh, 
So start over for the folks in the chat room. Basically, Billy Graham and a bunch of other people you respect as Christians. Crying all over the place. They say, yes, they are the ones of Jesus. Do you announce your faith in Jesus Christ and no longer be a Christian? And the answer is no. No for you. Okay. For me. Um, and then, and then, and then basically you, you take up a huge collection, send your pastor, send some, some other people that you really, really respect and can trust their opinions and their thoughts. Um, they all go over there, they all come back and they say, yes, it really is the bones of Jesus. Okay. And these are people, I mean, this is spiritual mentor, your, your favorite. Everybody, everybody I know. Right. Everyone that you know that, that is, is, that, is a true, true friend. Right. And, and, and that you know is honest, that you can trust. Mm-hmm. They tell you it truly is the bones of Jesus. Do you denounce your faith in Jesus? I do not. Okay. Um, finally, they ship you over there. Yep. You're there. Yep. You touch the bones. Okay. Uh, you know beyond a shadow of a doubt in your heart and in, in your mind that this truly are the bones of Jesus. Okay. Uh, so this really is the bones of Jesus. Do you denounce your faith in Jesus? Are you no longer a Christian? So, well, the first thing is, is that I can't imagine anybody convincing me. Right. That's, that's what I'm saying. It's, it's gone past someone trying to convince you. Yeah, see, see, this is now in your heart and in your own soul and your own mind that you truly believe this. Well, then, yeah, I, I would say that if, 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 the thing is, I can't imagine ever believing such a thing. I know. This is- okay, so, so you're asking me to believe, to, to say something to something that would never become a logical conclusion. I for understand. Me. That's why this is an exercise. This so is the, not a reality. So, the, so the, the question is if I knew for certain. But those that, were the bones of Jesus. And that he died and did not be, and he was not resurrected, then yes, I would. That's the implication that's going on here. Then I would no longer be a Christian. That is correct. Okay. And uh, and he and then and at that point in time, this is when Jerry, my professor, would look at the class and say, "All of you who don't have your hands raised right now, you're all a bunch of li- bunch of liberals." <laughs> That's okay. What he said. And of course, he loved to just you know goad people all the time and stuff like that. But what what the purpose of the whole the purpose of the entire thing? This is philosophy of Christian religion. Uh huh. The purpose of this is where what is the breaking point for your faith? Are you completely blind in your faith? Um, would you just follow it even if it was completely debunked and you knew that those truly were the bones of Jesus? Because the implication is then Jesus did not was not resurrected. Mm-hmm. Um, or actually, more probably be, a little bit better, Jesus never rose. Right. Uh, and I meant ascended when I say rose. Uh, because, you know, there were several people that were resurrected, but they still died. Mm-hmm. And they still found their bones, uh, you know, or, you know, or you would be able to find their bones. But that's that's the that's the premise of the whole thing. The whole thing is just meant to make you think: where is where is my authority? D- does my faith fall apart if resurrection was not a part of the was a part of the issue or right. ascension? And I think ascension is just as important as resurrection. But no one ever really I, we've forgotten to do ascension Sunday. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but but that's the purpose of it, and I, I think that's a really really great way. Of forcing Christians to be able to say, well, why do I believe what do I believe? What are the non-negotiables in my faith? Mm-hmm. And I thought it was a great, a great way to be able to to do that. Right. Now, a lot of people would say, oh, well, you know, they want to get, they always want to get into the argument of, oh, no, no, uh, you're, you're believing in a bodily resurrection. He was just raised spiritually, and 
he could still be raised even though his body didn't, you know, and that's, and that's, and I, of course I actually personally believe in a bodily resurrection, but, mm-hmm. um, but, but, you know, a lot of people want to get bogged down in that, but the, that's not the purpose. And the purpose of it really was to be able to make think, make people think, you know, is the resurrection, is the ascension, um, and is the death on the cross and defeating death a cornerstone of my faith? And, and, and honestly, if, if, if Jesus was and could be completely debunked, and I, and I realize because of your faith, and, and Tiffany was the same way, it would not happen. You would not find them. But uh, but the reality is... Well, not only that, but how? I mean, it's 2,000 years ago. What are you going to do re- to convince me that those are right, the exactly, bones yeah. of Jesus himself? I mean, come exactly, on. Exactly, exactly. But... The, the, but if, would you be able to say as a Christian, and it's just a very tangible way of right. basically saying, would you be able to say as a Christian, if Christ was not resurrected, would you not, would you not be a Christian? Yeah. I mean, cause my, could, my, my could, faith, you know, you could basically treat him like Gandhi, you know, like, Hey, he said a lot of great things and going to live by the way he said, I'm not following yeah. somebody who's really good. Exactly. I'm exactly. following somebody who is really God. Right. And, exactly. and so that's what my faith is built upon. My faith is built upon the resurrection of Jesus Christ and his death. Well, basically, it's built upon his death, burial, and resurrection for the payment of my sins and for and the ascension. redemption. And, and yeah, and and for the eternal life that he has uh, he has secured for me with God in in God's presence and life abundantly which, right now. Well, well <laughs> dude, you know, like let me ask toes. you something. When I say <laughs> eternal life, why do you automatically assume that I mean after I die from here? Because I think everyone else listening does make that assumption. Well, and I clarified. Well, for let's just say eternal <laughs> life with God in his presence, which started the day. Actually, it started the day I was born because God's presence is here on earth. However, <laughs> guaranteed from this point forward on from the day that that I fully said, God, I understand and I believe and I want to be with you forever in eternity. Right. Sure. So, yeah, but, but but I believe that that became possible through the the um, the the perfect sin free human known as Jesus Christ, who walked this earth, was tempted in every way and did not sin and took upon himself the sins of everybody in the world, died a brutal death, very, and was buried. And three days later, he was resurrected in his bodily form, his bones and even the holes in his hands and the hole in the side of his chest were there bodily, physically. And what was it, 40 days later, after uh, his resurrection, he ascended into heaven. To sit the mighty high, right hand of God. <laughs> well, you, you can do I your believe own, in you can God do your the own Father. <laughs> but yeah, but, and I, I just, I really love doing the bones of Jesus though, because I, hopefully it'll make Christians be able to think, you know, if there was no resurrection, um, you know, just be, how do I say this? Be a, be a wise Christian. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Think don't, about your Christianity. Exactly. Don't, don't just, just say, oh yeah, I'm a Christian. But know why you're a Christian. Know what Christ actually did and how he lived and what he, and what occurred there and the importance of resurrection, the importance of ascension, the importance of his death, and the importance of his birth. You know, I think that's those are all really, really big um big things. So anyway, I just I love doing the bones of Jesus. It gets people thinking, uh it gets people excited, it gets people mad, it gets people frustrated and, and I <laughs> you know, that's what I live for. <laughs> you know, the thing is, is is you know, 
I, I agree that, you know, the one thing that bothers me are the people who are Christians who have absolutely no way of ever understanding of why they believe what they believe other than they've just been told to. Ever since I was a kid, my mom told me that God is real and that blah, blah, blah. And, and then all of a sudden that was reaffirmed by other people who told me, which was reaffirmed by other people who told me, right. which is real. And then my entire life has always been people who told me. And so I believe. And now, no matter what anybody else ever tells me, I'm never changing what I believe. Right. right, right. And see that, that to me doesn't stand. And there are a lot of those Christians out there. Yeah. You know, there really are. And I'm not saying that they're not Christians. No, 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 but, no, 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 no. But the, the Bible says always pre- be prepared to have a reason for the hope that you have. Yeah, always, definitely. that's First Peter 3.15, always be prepared to have a reason for the hope that you have. In the, in the event that somebody who does not have that hope asks you, and you can say something more than, well, because the Bible said this, or because my mom said this, or right. because Billy Graham said this. Yeah. You know, it's... It, <laughs> It's you know yeah. who were those people? Yeah, exactly. So and, and the, here's here's a funny thing, and this is talking about this kind of goes along with it too. I um I follow Len Sweet on Twitter, and he sent out a a, a tweet. Uh, I think it was just this morning. So this was Len Sweet's tweet. Yes, got it. <laughs> just want to make sure I'm tracking a sweet. <laughs> it was a sweet. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but uh, revolutionfl.blogspot.com. Uh, but anyway, apparently it, he, this person wrote this blog post in 2007, October 25th. But he basically said, a beloved friend of mine has come engrossed with a couple of sites that fancy themselves heretic hunters. Heretic hunters, okay. And uh, and so he basically wrote down all the ones that were here. I'm going to put a paste. I'm going to paste it into the. Uh, into the chat room here. Oh, sure. Do that and then make everybody who's listening via podcast think, oh, wow, I bet Cliff will put that in the show notes. Oh, probably not. No. <laughs> just, <laughs> I'll give you a list of the stuff here. But, All right. Just read anyway, it. Anyway, but it just says, uh, <laughs> anyway, it's basically this uh, website that call, them, call themselves heretic hunters. I waded through the sites and compiled a list of the heretics. Okay. After seeing many of the names on the list, I went and added a few of my own to the list just to be on the safe side. We'll see if I lose any sleep over it. Feel free to submit your own name if you'd like to add to the list. And he's saying your own name. Yeah. Uh, the sites that he looked at were Lighthouse Trails and Appraising Ministries, whatever those two are. Okay. Uh, he says, but I like to call them Load of Crap 1 and Load of Crap 2. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this list includes not only individuals but also organizations and denominations as well as labeled as heretic. So here are a few of the things that they are labeling as heretics or heresies. The Alpha Course, Rick Warren, uh, Bruce Wilkinson, Youth Specialties, Brennan Manning, Rob Bell, The Pope, Catholicism, Brian McLaren, Dan Campbell, Tony Jones, Irma McManus, Mark Driscoll, Zondervan, Doug Padgett, <laughs> Moody Bible Institute, <laughs> Eugene Peterson, Dave Crowder, Billy Graham, Mennonites. Those people are heretics. Oh, yeah. Those crazy Mennonites. Beth Moore, Donald Miller, Tony Campolo. Cliff and DG. Yeah, Campus Crusade for Christ. <laughs> Anybody else that tries to do Christianity love, but isn't perfect. And I love how they put J.K. Rowling in here. J.K. Rowling. <laughs> She's in the list. Josh that McDowell, Philip Yancey, Leonard Sweet. That's the reason he put it in there. American Baptists, Episcopalians, Presbyterians, Methodists, 
Women of Faith. <laughs> Oprah Winfrey, Emerging Church Movement, Emergent Church Village, Joel Osteen, T.D. Jakes, Ed Young, Southern Baptist Convention, Lifeway Stores, Mother Teresa. That's Mother Teresa. Heretic. <laughs> TBN, Bono of U2, N.T. Wright, Christ. Uh, and I love this, parentheses, Christ followers. <laughs> I I am a heretic. <laughs> And proud of it. Yeah, that was, I just, I had to read that on the podcast today. Okay. All right. Well, there is one thing that we need to talk about. Okay. Go ahead. Allison in a tweet a long time ago. Uh oh. Said that she was at, I don't know if she was at a bar or if she was at a restaurant or someplace <gasps> like that. Did she say she was at a bar? <laughs> nice tempity action there. All right. So anyway, she didn't think that I was going to do this, but I am doing this. Okay. So here it is. <laughs> I'm in the chat room now after the list. Okay, I'm sorry. Um, but she said, here was here was her dilemma. There was a person with a brand new MacBook Pro that was sitting in front of him. He was completely drunk and so drunk that he was ignoring the MacBook Pro. And she said, do you think he would notice oh. if I stole it? And my response was, if someone can't appreciate and love a MacBook Pro the way they should be loved, uh-huh. to steal that bad boy, find a much better home for it where it can be loved and cared for, just like a cute little puppy dog. You think that so? That is being that is being uh, mistreated you know, abused and mistreated. Yeah. So she said that she thinks that we should have brought up my response on the about the church podcast. <laughs> So, Cliff, what would be your response? Would, what would you, you what, would now, you steal okay. that laptop? Now, see, if we were talking abuse, you know, it's one thing. But but where do you draw the line? What about neglect? You That's know, what just, I'm talking about. Was he was completely ne- ne- neglected. Yeah, but what about when you are oh, sitting here? Oh, it was the Vegas record, airport. The yeah, Vegas but airport. what about when DG's over here recording a podcast? He's been working all day, you know, worked 17 hours the other day. Okay. And, and his wife's sitting at home just alone and neglected. Exactly. So when is it appropriate for somebody to take Tiffany away still, from you? Till t- still Tiffany. You need to steal Tiffany away. She needs more love than that. You know what that time is? <laughs> It's time to wrap up, my friend. <laughs> so, with that, <laughs> we're going to say good night, everybody. Oh, awesome. Good day, good night, good morning. Happy, God bless you. Happy loving. Thanksgiving. Happy loving Happy to you guys. Happy Slapsgiving for those people who like How I Met Your Mother. Gotcha. But uh, <laughs> next week's a special episode, episode 59. Definitely not as humorous, but uh, very informative nonetheless. Thank you, everybody. Hey, uh, we're thankful for you guys. Love you. We are. GSPN.tv slash plus, so you guys don't forget. 859-795-4067. Bye-bye.